Hello, friends, enemies, prospective employers that might have stumbled across this podcast. The original cast of Ghostbusters, if you're watching this, I appreciate you. And any intelligence agencies that may or may not have tapped into my webcam and microphone. This is Floodlandia, and I am your host, Jack. You can either call me Jack, or Jackson, or Jackalis, even Jackinator, or Jack in the Box. And if you really want to, you can call me the all-powerful king of Floodlandia. Just please don't call me John. That might be my real name, but we don't need that sort of energy here. So I'm going to be your guide, your sonic shaman, if I may, through this journey. I'm going to be talking to a lot of different people. Most of them will be involved in the arts in some capacity, but a lot of them will be multidisciplinary and really interesting individuals where you can learn a lot from. And I'll learn a lot, too. This is a learning journey for all of us. And I really hope everyone can enjoy this podcast, from infants to the elderly. I really want an infant's first word to be Floodlandia. I think that's a goal of this podcast at this point. And also, since this is a senior project for the Honors College at UMass Lowell, I really, really hope that UMass Lowell Honors students can appreciate this podcast and really get to see a lot of different disciplines outside of what they study so really hoping this is a learning experience for everyone and please enjoy my first guest is my good friend eddie g he's a musician an engineer and a twitch streamer an all-around fantastic fellow you can follow him on twitch at shedward that's spelled s-h-e-d-w-r-d thank you Eddie Gannett, welcome to Floodlandia, my friend. Dude, great to be here. Thank you for having me. How are we doing uh, today? Dude, I'm doing pretty solid. For all the listeners at home that don't have the pleasure of knowing Eddie, Eddie is a fantastic human being. He's a computer engineering major with me. You know, we're some of the few that have actually survived since intro to electrical and computer engineering. <laughs> yeah, yep. many people that disappeared out of school and maybe off the face of the earth after that class but <laughs> the intro class <laughs> yeah that like i remember my lab from that class i think one person from that table is still in the major besides me there's like six kids oh, that dude, yeah, now uh, that you mention it yeah same thing i don't <laughs> i don't see any of those kids anymore ever not not around campus at least yeah dude exactly <laughs> You know, not that anyone's around campus these days. The pandemic makes that a little difficult. Yeah, very true. Very true. So how have you been surviving during these trying times, Eddie? I mean, like as bad as the pandemic is, I've been thriving because all I do is play video games, play music. And that's it. So like, <laughs> Dude, that sounds I'm pretty awesome. Right there. Really. I did get into disc golfing more recently so that's oh really i've been doing that a lot i've gone like i think i went five times this week that's awesome <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm loving for it. all the listeners today's friday so it's basically every day since monday <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow dude that's that's impressive so i barely know how normal golf works never mind disc golf so oh, really let's see how does it go uh what's the secret sauce in that is it all in the rest eddie well, yeah, it's kind of all in the, uh, there's a, there's a whole approach you got to take. Have you ever seen someone throw like a discus, like in track and field? No, I have not. Oh, well, that you, you, you I get can your imagine technique, you get your little, 
your little uh what's it called your routine going and it, you just it's you're just trying to throw the disc the same way every time and it's weird because you wouldn't think there would be different discs for disc golf but there's like drivers mid-range putter putter discs oh wow so wow yeah. so this is a lot more similar to golf than i realized <laughs> yeah it really is actually yeah are the courses for disc golf like golf courses with sand pits and stuff <laughs> No, no, they're, they're specific disc golf courses. Most of them are like just in the woods, like in a pretty hilly area with a lot of trees. So the biggest part is not hitting a tree. And, oh, wow. And that's that's pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. Like there's a lot of trees out there, man. Dude, that's that's unreal. I, I can just imagine myself camping someday and just see like a disc go overhead and be like, holy yeah. crap, I thought I was alone in these woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little did you know you wandered into a disc golf course, brother. Yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> it's trying not to hit bears, an equally important part oh, well, of it. Well, I mean, I haven't seen a bear out in uh, the, out on the course, but it, you definitely don't want to hit a bear with one of those discs. They'd be pretty upset. Yeah, yeah, dude, I can imagine. I feel like bears' dispositions anyways are usually pretty upset, so uh, oh, disc yeah. to the head kind of makes it just a really bad day to be a bear. Might, might send them off the edge there. Dude, for sure. Talking about <laughs> wild animals. One of my buddies from home texted me the other day saying that for school he had a homework assignment where he had to follow animals for 20 minutes each and write down what they did every minute of those 20 minutes. Wow, that's such a strange assignment. <laughs> dude, but really? I like it. Yeah, dude, I wish we had that assignment. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I wish I could observe animals like first school like come on <laughs> dude exactly so i here putting puzzles together yeah. on my breadboard <laughs> dude exactly well getting that led to light is a whole nother story oh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta have that resistor bro <laughs> dude exactly uh i'll get back to the led thing after i'll, I'll let, i need to let you know this story first though so i text him back i'm like dude that's crazy like what what class is this for but then my follow-up text is wait i can come right so the next day, less than 24 hours later, we're at the pond, like in our town, just walking around trying to find animals. We did it on the most boring animals, though. Like there was a goose that literally just cleaned itself for 20 minutes, Eddie. Have you ever <laughs> seen a goose clean itself for 20 entire minutes? No, I, I can't say I have. <laughs> okay, you're, you're living a good life then. It's It's trying times. <laughs> I, Dude, watching a goose for 20 minutes just cleaning themselves? How do they clean themselves? So basically, really? like, dude, they kind of have, like, giraffe necks, so they can wiggle all around. So the first thing they did is they put their head underwater, but it was almost like they were breakdancing, doing the worm, but just with their neck and head. It would be, like, just kind of like a worm oh, okay. motion under the water. And uh, <laughs> then besides that, it would, like, lick its sides and stuff. It would, like, just try to like rub its beak against like all parts of its body and mm. i don't know if this had anything to do with cleaning itself but for seven minutes it was standing on one leg which was pretty impressive strange <laughs> so i don't know why i would do that it's not a flamingo right right yeah is Dude, it a cousin I, to the flamingo it definitely could be no it might be you know i think i think i'll have to research this for the next podcast yeah, well, definitely <laughs> but uh yeah so we did the goose and then after that we did a swan the swan was just as boring as the goose, though. <laughs> even more boring, because I don't think it even cleaned itself. It just sat there. 
But I don't know if you've ever seen a swan, Eddie, but really, they're kind of aloof. They're like the royalty of birds. It's like the Queen of England. She's you know, just... they kind of look like they think they're the shit walking around, like, oh, like strutting. You know what I mean? Yeah. They think they're wicked cool for some reason, and, you know, I don't know. Are they that cool? Dude, they really aren't, I don't think. They're pretty but... cool, but what do they do? Like, They, do they look cool, them? I think. Yeah, they look cool. <laughs> I think that's their main uh, purpose in life. But so, chose the most boring birds. I was trying to get him to, ch- like, do his project on this hawk we saw. Because we walked, like, near the pond, we saw a hawk flew into a tree like right next to us and then uh it flies like 30 feet away in one second so he's like yeah let's not follow that I'm like dude we have the chance to just chase a hawk that can fly 30 feet a second for like 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> dude the hawk would have been probably crazy that thing is a hunter dude for sure it, you know we would have seen it terrorize the forest animals for sure mm-hmm. for sure but, for sure yeah, so that was that hawk. I'm going to keep eyes on that sometime. Maybe me and you can go find the hawk, Eddie. I'm down to go hawk watching, dude. Let's make it happen. Dude, there we go. Like, I always thought that people that like bird watched were like kind of out there, but I kind of get it now. Yeah, after I, watching birds for like an hour, you'll be like, oh, wait, it's kind of yeah. nice. Exactly. And when we were watching the swan, there were a bunch of ducks nearby, like an excessive amount of ducks, Eddie, probably like 20 ducks, if not wow. like more. And they were a little more interesting. I started playing music because uh, I thought I, I wanted to see how they reacted. I played some Dragon Force. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, dude. Heroes of our time. The, the oh, geese, yeah. I mean, the ducks kind of seemed to like it. Couldn't really tell. But then I played Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. Dude, they love that so much. That was they the only time they actually swam close to us was wow. to listen to girls just want to have fun which i'd be the complete Ducks opposite just have fun dude <laughs> it's confirmed you heard it here first dude exactly but once they have all their fun then they want the dragon force i think then they, yeah, back to the, dude, to the I, hardcore speed metal yeah dude exactly you know i was listening to some guitar playthroughs of like metal songs earlier and dude it's pretty solid I think my problem with metal is, like, the vocals. I can't, like, listen to the vocals. I feel fear in my heart, Eddie, (laughs) when I hear those vocals. Like, I was listening to Messengers earlier, the album that you have the flag of on your wall. Number one. Number one. Yes, sir. For all you (laughs) listeners, I had Eddie make a list of his top five albums so I could try to get into the headspace of Edward Gunnett. And I tried to last as long as I could, but I could only last through two songs on that album before Damn, there was just too much pain, fear man. in my heart. That hurts to hear. That, that is just mwah, perfect. Perfect I'm, record. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eddie. I love the music. The music was fantastic. Yep, yep. You know, I've heard I, it a million times, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it is something you definitely have to warm up to. I honestly hated the like screaming vocals uh when i started getting into the music around like junior year of high school i was like oh that's just noise like terrible oh yeah um, i wanted to ask you what was your gateway into the metal was was it like melodic hardcore or was it like i don't know some of the pop punk stuff <laughs> did the think, wonder uh, years start you on the track <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i think it was kind of weird because i was just getting into playing guitar Right. So I just bought yeah. my first guitar and 
uh, all my friends at the time were into metal, so they were trying to get me into it. And I heard this one song, jeez, uh, uh, what's it? Oh, Two Weeks by All That Remains. And after I heard that song and saw the music video, I was like, wow, this sound, like this metal thing, that's me. Like, I need this. I need this all day. And that, But that song didn't have any, like, screaming. So it started with that song which was just all like singing very nice singing nice man nice man voice <laughs> there we go you gotta love that good man voice oh yeah gotta have it and then from that i kind of just went into a pandora rabbit hole like yeah finding all these different stations and then i would still be skipping all the all the screaming ones every time i heard a scream like oh yuck next but eventually i just stopped skipping them and here we are oh dude there Facebook. we go i don't know really how it happened it's just I don't know. You just warm up to him, really. And then uh, you're like, oh, wait, there's something about that that man screaming at the top <laughs> of his lungs in my ear that I can't get enough of. And then, Dude, there we go. I think oh, part of my problem is when I listen to that, I don't visualize a man. I visualize some, like, hellspawn demon. Just oh, <laughs> that, that might contribute, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that's my problem. I think that's definitely a me thing we got to work through when I listen to metal. Oh, but, yeah. Dude, at this point, the closest I can get is probably Black Veil Brides. I don't think that's that Black close. Black Veil Brides, yep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah they, so. Their early records are kind of heavy, though. Uh, there are a couple songs where there, or a couple albums where they were screaming pretty good. Oh, yeah. Screechy. Dude, I guess I was listening to the middle of their careers. Are they still around? I feel like they are. but the... Yeah, they're around, but like, they're, the, the front man. And, Andy Beersack is his name. Uh, he's doing like his own solo thing right now, I think. Oh, dude, I heard that. It kind of seemed like a little poppy to me, but I guess they <laughs> always walk that line a little bit of being like the super goth kids, but also like kind of overproduced. Mm -hmm, yeah, they're definitely uh, overproduced. <laughs> yeah, so, dude, I feel like there's a lot of kind of gateway bands like that that are like, borderline metal but it's like kind of in between mm -hmm. there's definitely a lot of those for sure yeah what's the first one that comes to mind probably five finger death punch honestly i think of headstrong headstrong i take you on like that type of stuff like oh okay stuff that's like uh uh like post hardcore i guess oh um, i got you dude i don't I think, think i know headstrong i'll have to a, look into like their only guys. song that's, that's <laughs> i think it's it might be mm, I, I can't think of it. It's slipping my mind right now. Dude, that's okay. You know, I'll, I'll do my research on Headstrong after the fact. But, dude, what about Rise Against? Were you ever into those guys? I've been going down. The... Yes, that was in the Pandora days that I was talking yeah. about. That was They were a big band. I was into them for sure. Uh, dude, that song Savior. I don't know if you know that one. Oh, that's, yeah. oh I you know, know Savior. Brother, that's a great song. Dude, that's Prayer, unreal. Refugee, all those great yeah. songs. Dude, have you ever heard of this girl on YouTube named Jen Fiorentino? She no, does like these acoustic covers of all these songs by bands like Rise Against and I'm trying to think like the Menzingers and Strung Out and mm -hmm. a lot of like the 90s, early 2000s punk and stuff a little more recent. But dude, it's wild. I didn't realize you could have so much power on an acoustic guitar till this girl started playing. Like... Dude. Yeah, I've got, I've gained a lot more respect to the acoustic guitar recently. My my roommate Nick, he's been showing me these crazy people. Alexander Misko, he's someone you have to check out. He is one of the craziest fingerstyle guitarists I've ever seen. He is just nuts. 
dude, that is unreal. Like, whenever I see those people just, like, doing finger style that fast, I'm like, are these people even human? Like, I, my fingers cannot move that quickly. Yeah, dude, when you start adding those percussive, like, slapping it and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other level. Man. Dude, that's unreal. I'm in the market for an acoustic right now because I've got, like, a semi-hollow body, so it's, like, an electric with the two, like, S's carved in, like a violin. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's, like really doesn't give you the same level of like uh loudness that an actual acoustic does because it's got that whole sound cavity on it mm -hmm. so yeah it's a little different it's like a like a blend of electric and acoustic right exactly. sound nice though i haven't i haven't played one of those really hollow body yeah dude i love it so much it's like candy apple red it's like chuck mm. berry-esque but dude i love it so oh, much yeah. and it sounds so nice unplugged too which, oh, I'm sure. Like a lot of electrics, like you can barely get sound out of it unplugged. So yeah, there's no point in playing a normal electric guitar unplugged. Just none. Yeah. <laughs> dude, something I want to see is like a metal concert, just with a bunch of dudes playing like electric acoustics, so that they can just <laughs> plug it into the amp and it just sounds like a metal guitar. But That'd it's just. Awesome. I would go to that. <laughs> dude, absolutely. You know, let's oh, start you that. Just, you just reminded me, dude. Yeah. Con not having concerts during quarantine is terrible i am oh, dying to go to a concert man dude me too eddie after this whole quarantine we're going to a concert dude let's go i'll dude. bring you to an august springs red show bro. <laughs> <laughs> there we go you know seeing no, them we'll actually scream will make me realize they're not demons so i yeah, think that'll yeah, be a helpful experience for me you know they're all farmers from pennsylvania are they really yep lancaster yeah oh dude that's that's unreal actually <laughs> yeah dude they're all just farmer christian farmers <laughs> Dude, they're Christian farmers. Wow. Dude, I never well, thought of August Burns Red as Christian rock. But... Dude, if you look, I'm pretty sure if you Google Christian metal, Christian metalcore, they're one of the top five. Definitely. Oh, really? You know, yeah. Eddie, I have to Google Christian metalcore right now. Do Actually, it. you Do know what? Dude, okay, I'm going to open another tab, but then bring it away so I can still see your face as we chat. <laughs> so the recording doesn't just have uh, the Google search the whole time. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Christian metalcore, you said? Sure, yeah. I mean, I okay. just pulled that out of, out of nowhere, but... I, okay. I <laughs> Let's see who comes up. Oh, August Burns Red is literally the first one. Yeah, I told you, man. <laughs> oh, Eddie, that's that's impressive. Wow. You know, I don't... The last song off this Messenger's record is their singer, like, accepting God. Like, oh, wow. And being redeemed. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's wild, dude. That's heavy stuff. Never that's realized heavy, August Burns Red was that sort of band, but that's solid. Dude, yeah, check out their lyrics. That's a big reason I like them. It's just like, just very motivational. Like, you know, oh. what I mean? dude, that's awesome. Yeah, my uh, cousin-in-law that's in the metal band, he was saying that uh, their lead singer puts a lot of uh, work into the lyrics, which kind of surprised me. It was like I don't think anyone can ever understand a word his singer is saying, <laughs> but that's good. There's thought behind those lyrics. Yeah, definitely. Well, when you go in that rabbit hole of like enjoy actually enjoying the screaming, you learn how to how to like uh, distinguish what they're saying. Oh, okay. Definitely. Oh, wow, that makes sense. Do you have okay. to look at the lyrics first, and then you can understand it after, or just once no, you're used no. to the screaming, can, can you just can translate usually, in your head? Yeah, I can usually piece it together. You know. Oh, wow. Uh, sometimes I'll have to look look it up because I'm like, what the heck does he say there? Like, there's no way, but. Yeah, most of the time I can figure it out. Or oh, pretty close, at least. Dude, that's impressive. I think they should have, like, a Google Translate feature for that. For just... God, that'd be real tough. 
Dude, I think so. I, th- I think we could code it based on your experience and our combined coding Ooh, skills, I'm, you know. I'm willing to give it a shot. Dude, there we go. Application programming and data structures, Eddie. We're, we'll be oh, ruling yeah, the world pretty that. soon. Yep, we will rule the world. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. But, you know, so I started this by saying we were computer engineering majors. And I feel like we need to come back to that because... Most people, when you say computer engineering, they're like, oh, so you're computer science? And the answer is no, we are not computer science. And I was thinking of a metaphor for this, Eddie. You let me know if this is like a completely crackpot metaphor or not. Sure. So I was thinking computer science, there's like a million of them. They get paid like pretty nicely. So I feel like they're basically like pop music. It's like a dime a dozen sort of thing. Okay, yeah. And then the electrical engineering, it's like, Dude, it's it's kind of intense. You see someone that's like into electrical engineering, like there, it's like a lifestyle. Like I met a dude in one of our classes that had a bipolar junction transistor tattooed onto his arm. What, <laughs> dude? That is yes. crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's intense. When you get into like electronics, like there is like a passion that goes into that. I I think that's like heavy metal and you know sometimes there's not as much funding to it like the computer science like all the startups they make so much money when if you go into electrical engineering a lot of the time it's like i imagine it kind of a slightly dimly lit room where you're just like testing electronics all day so it's kind of like the punk musicians that would get like the flying v guitars because they were the only cheap ones at the garage sale (laughs) so i think that Yeah, so pop music is computer science, heavy metal is electrical. Now, we're we're in between. We're computer engineering where they both combine. So we're like, we're necessary and we're the combination of the pop with the metal. So as much as some people hate to hear this, I feel like we're the Creed and the Nickelback. Okay, yeah. I was going to say rock, rock, but yeah, okay. Yeah, so. Sure. That's a good metal get some hate because it's like well you're not as electrical as electrical or comp sci is comp sci but you know creed's still selling like 50 million records or whatever as much hate as they get creed's doing something right so you know i'm very proud to be creed (laughs) i'll be i'll take creed dude what a successful band dude absolutely (laughs) i know they do like this yarling thing that like some people aren't a fan of i'm pretty sure yeah yarl Dude, I love the Yarls so much. I'm, I'm a fan for sure. Yeah, dude. I think they're a kind of Christian band too. I don't know if it's like as much of like a complete thing, but I feel like in some of the lyrics, there's a little bit of that going on. But influence, yeah. Yeah, dude, for sure. That's it's a cool band. But um, trying to think what other bands kind of go into that category. I think mostly Nickelback and Creed. But Nickelback too. The lead singer was married to Avril Lavigne for a while, so that's what a computer engineer is and i'm happy to be a computer engineer <laughs> yeah yeah hell yeah so yeah you know we're we're in the good spot electrical doesn't get as much love though Electrical's tough dude it really is i feel like they're kind of different parts of the brain a little bit like you can kind of understand like the coding stuff and have no idea about the electrical or vice versa because one mm. is like the electrical is like physics basically like uh one of the projects we had to do where we had to blow into a microphone to shut off a little LED. I was telling one of my cousins about that. She was like, oh, so you're going to use a microcontroller where you can write code into it, right? I was like, no. 
<laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, we're gonna do resistors, <laughs> dude. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude. We we have to rely purely on the electrons that are flowing through the circuit to shut yeah. off that LED. <laughs> It's just type one line and have it shut on and off. Like, Dude, <laughs> exactly. This is what I mean. It's hardcore stuff. I understand getting a bipolar junction transistor tattooed on your arm. Yeah, I guess if you're deep into that electrical engineering like field, you're you're just in. Like Dude. you need the tattoo. You're in. Dude, absolutely. You know, I wonder if it helps on job interviews. If you just pull that out, and you're like, Are Dude. you kidding me, bro? <laughs> if if someone walked into my job and like I was hiring an electrical engineer and I saw that there was a bipolar junction transistor tattooed on this man's body. He's getting hired instantly. I'm throwing away the rest of the resumes. Dude, there we go. You know, I think I'd have to agree with you on that. Like, <laughs> come on, man. That man's dedicated. It's on his body. Dude, absolutely. I'm trying to think what other nice electrical tattoos you could get. I feel like a resistor is kind of a cop out. Like I couldn't, yeah, I oh. can't imagine a good resistor tattoo anyways. But, no. you know, what do you think? Would it be the symbol for a resistor, like the jagged line? Or would it be like an actual resistor with a color code on it? I feel like I could I could get with the resistor color code if you had the the value of the resistor, like, be really meaningful. Oh, okay. Like, so you, you only know if you can, like, uh, if you know the color code for the resistors, you know what I mean? Oh, dude, I, that, I, I got you. Cool. Yeah, if, that, if like I, 10... That, that's kind of dumb. That's so basic. Yeah, dude, I agree. And you know, a good way to do it, though, is maybe not even fully tattoo the resistor, but just the color bands on your arm. Make it like you just have multiple oh. bands. Dude, that'd be pretty solid. That would be neat. That's yeah. a neat idea. I feel like a lot of the values on resistors aren't super significant in real life. Like, I feel like we'd use, like, 10,000 ohm resistors a lot. And, uh, like, 10,000 is probably a number that's never been significant in my entire <laughs> life. I don't know about you. Maybe you have some stories about 10,000. Dude, I don't got any stories about that. I don't think I've done anything 10,000 times. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe waking up. I'm not sure. I, uh, I haven't really translated. The... <laughs> I don't think it's been 10,000, but I'd have to do some math quick. Yeah, okay. When we turn 10,000 days old, we can get those resistor color codes tattooed on our arms. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so very proud of that guy. If, if you're listening, we love your tattoo. We absolutely love it. You've got a great tattoo, man, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, maybe a capacitor. A capacitor is a little bit cooler than a resistor. Definitely is. Definitely is cool. It adds another, uh, like, the charge and discharge. Like, I'm, yeah, exactly. You, know, you can store energy. Yeah. The, I feel like if you do, dude, what's it called? An inductor? Like, the like swirly little piece of metal? I, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't think... No, nah, I'm not a big inductor guy. No, you know, at least capacitors kind of came into our life a little more, and they they do cool things, like they'd store up the energy till they let it go. The inductor, it's just like a curly piece of metal. Like, you could do yeah, that with just... Coil, I yeah. made one. Like, we all made one. Oh, yeah, we did. Dude, okay. that was such a process. Like, I used the wrong wire at first, Eddie, which dude, was problematic. The process I went through to get that wire, dude, I called, like, massive manufacturers of, like, these huge spools of wire just to get like a little bit of that awg magnet wire dude like i couldn't find it anywhere oh yeah for all our listeners it needed to be some sort of what was it a magnetized wire so that yeah, it had to be that awg magnetic <laughs> wire i remember oh wow <laughs> I was, I was made so many calls for this <laughs> 
Yes, dude. We I drove like 40 minutes to this place to try to get it, <laughs> and then realized they were this massive place with only spools of like thousands and thousands of feet. I was like, wow. I so did you buy a spool of thousands of feet of wire? Nope. Went immediately to Amazon. And <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Where was this place? Like, what town was this in, Eddie? Oh, man, I can't remember, honestly, to save the life of me. But it was in New Hampshire, I think. Oh, wow. Up in, up in New Hampshire. Dude, that's wild. Just driving into New Hampshire trying to get spools of wire. Sounds like a good day. That was my week that week, yeah. I was trying to get wire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's even better than following animals around the woods. So I guess we do get some pretty good homework assignments. I debate that yours is better. I, I, I like the animals. Yeah, you know, dude, I kind of agree with that, too. But it could go either way. It depends on my mood. Some moods I'd rather just search for wire. Other moods I'd want to chase a hawk around a pond for 30 minutes. There's, def there's definitely those two distinct moods and no other moods. Dude, exactly. Yeah, it's one or you the other. You either want to run right after that hawk or you want to sit in your room and look for wire on the internet. Exactly. Sometimes I find wires in my room where I didn't even think there was wire. Like, oh, I think that's the life of a computer engineer. There's just little jumper wires everywhere. That is the life. Eddie, I can't help but notice the Funkos behind you. That's a pretty, oh, yeah. pretty good I, I lineup. Pop, pop tower right here. I've got uh, some Star Wars, some Overwatch. You know. Dude, there we go. See, is that normal Yoda or is that baby Yoda? I feel like oh, Funko probably... For sure. Normal Yoda, you said? Yes, yes, okay. that was normal Yoda. Sorry, I had turned away from my mic. Oh, uh, that's okay. <laughs> But yeah, I just figured if uh, I just started streaming for those of you who don't know, but uh, yeah, when I started streaming, I wanted to get like a pretty good background for like behind me. So I just like set up all this stuff. And then these figures over here, are Lindsay's, she brought those in for when we do like co-streams together so that she has like her side with her cool stuff. And then I've got like my side. Oh, dude. Awesome. I see some uh, Avatar people on the wall, too. At least one. Oh, yeah. Is that Zuko? Oh, Lindsay's drawings. My girlfriend Lindsay's drawings, actually. Yeah, she drew Zuko. I think that one looks the best. That dude, so that's good. awesome. Dude, all those are awesome. But Yeah, dude. That reminds me. I, I need really to talented. shout out your uh, Twitch stream. I was oh, probably yeah. going to do this out. in the introduction <laughs> to the video, but I'll do it here, too, for my listeners. Okay, so Shedward is your Twitch stream oh, channel. Yeah. It's, it's like Edward, but without the A and with an SH at the beginning. You know, I'm just going to spell it out because that's so complicated. S-H-E-D-W-R-D. <laughs> okay, so so I think I've got it now instead of giving them the like weird mangled code way of figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I gave you the engineer talk way of saying my name. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it because... You know, where has that, or how did that come about, Eddie? Because I'd see that on your Instagram and stuff. And I never even made the connection to Edward till you told me like two days ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not the most obvious thing in the world. But yeah, but basically how that came about was when I was real young, when I got my first Xbox, like my mom got it for me. And yeah. she, she was the one that set up the account because I was really young. So uh, I was living with my sister Shannon at the time. And so my mom just took our names shannon and eddie and then made made the name the account name sheddy oh yeah and then, and then that was it for so long and then eventually i don't know why i was like oh let's make it shedward but then just drop the a just because that's cool and then here we are oh, dude, there you go dude i like it 
I like how you only half dropped the vowels too. Like you kept the E in there. You just took the A out. Yeah, because if the E wasn't in there, it'd be gibberish. You wouldn't be able to. Should word. Oh, yeah. gibberish. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times people have called me shewered, <laughs> like shrewd. Like, I don't know. Dude, I, I thought it was like Squidward. Just Squidward. It <laughs> should be Squidward. Dude, honestly. So, you know, Eddie, I'm sorry if you've posted on Instagram recently because I deleted my account like a month ago. So I don't get to see your your nice uh, posts. If, have oh, you yeah, actually I, even posted in the last like two years? I don't think I have posted <laughs> in the last two years. Maybe one time. Yeah, I don't. I don't use the social medias that much. Dude, I respect really? it. If you do post, send me the picture separately, just so I can I still appreciate it. Sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. One of my friends from home, like, uh, I followed his mom on Instagram because, like, I'd be at their house a lot and stuff. She followed me back, so I'd see all the like family pictures and stuff. So as soon as I deleted Instagram, I was like, texted my buddy. It's like, okay, now you need to let me know when you guys have family pictures and send them to me. I want to still be in the loop. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, these are the sacrifices we make when we delete Instagram. What what drove you to delete Instagram in the first place? You know, I just, I spent too much time on it. And also I realized I followed a lot of people that I like barely knew or like kind of knew. And dude, at the end of the day, sometimes you'd see random people that followed you for a while, just unfollow you. And it's like, you know, like I value the likes on this application too much, like, you know, I know the people that care about me. I know who the homies are. I don't need get to get likes from other people that'll probably just unfollow me in two months anyways, just hoping I won't notice and will still follow them. So I kind of didn't like kind of the social hierarchy part of it. So it's like, you know, I'll keep in touch with the homies and that's that. Yeah, sounds good to me, dude. Yeah, I, I like when I like not using social media a lot because it's just it's like a fake world, you know, you got to stay stay within your own like reality like stay in your circle you know just hang out with who you know personally like stop trying to i don't know impress all these people that you'll you'll probably never talk to again like Dude, just to it, get a number up you know what i mean I don't know. yeah no i absolutely agree because like they try to just show that they're like perfect and everything when they're really not and then it messes up other people's confidence because they're like, oh, my gosh, why is everyone else perfect? It's like, you know, yeah. no one's perfect. It's just some people are better at acting like they're perfect than other people. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So it's wild. I kept Snapchat, though, because that's solid. Snapchat's yeah, Snapchat, solid application. I don't even know if I count as social media. It's just like, I don't know. You can post your, to your story, sure. But I like just sending funny pictures real quick to my friends, you know. Dude, absolutely. No, same here. It's, it's a good way to communicate besides texting. So mm -hmm, definitely Dude, works pretty well. And it has a way better icon than Instagram, too. Like if Instagram had like a fun supernatural creature as their uh, little app button, then I probably would not have deleted it. Like if they had like a little gremlin, Eddie, then I would still have an Instagram account. Oh, all day, dude. I use it every day. Not, it's just a fucking camera? No. Get yeah, exactly. It used to be a better camera. It used to look like a real Polaroid or something. Now it looks like the idea of a camera. Like, <laughs> yeah, like this is what a camera should look like. Yeah, it it's like, like... I took a comic book class last semester, and they were telling oh, us it was good to actually have less detail, like really general doodles. Because if you draw someone and like make all the details that it looks like a movie... It's hard to like picture yourself in that character, but if it's like 
two little like eyes with a smiley face, you can kind of create that as a human and relate to it almost more easily as an idea of a person than looking at a drawing of an individual person. Wow. Which I've never thought I've never thought about design like character design like that. That's interesting. Yeah, you know, dude, it was it was an interesting class. I probably spend more time on that class than my actual engineering classes, which <laughs> says a lot about the arts program. But honestly, I like it. If you're gonna go get into art stuff, you want to go all the way. So it was an elective that took a lot of effort, but it was probably the best elective I've ever taken. So no offense nice. to the other electives; those were good too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the best elective I've taken is. Uh, I guess it was crime and literature. We just oh, read yeah. uh, read uh, mystery stories. Like uh, there, there was a Sherlock Holmes. There was a couple other ones I forget, but it was pretty fun. We just discussed the mysteries and in class and everything. There was nothing really, no high stakes assignments really. It was just like give your opinion about this book. Oh, dude, that's pretty awesome. I <laughs> wish I had a class like that too. Like we read some comics, but. I'd love to read like mysteries and stuff. Dude, Sherlock mm -hmm. Holmes is the OG of detectives. Yeah, actually, such an OG. no, I I think Scooby Doo actually is, but Sherlock Holmes is number two I for know. sure. I don't know. Sherlock might have been first, man. Yeah, maybe, but in our hearts, <laughs> Eddie. Only maybe by a couple hundred years. Or yeah, that's okay. And I was listening to something the other day that said basically that live action movies of cartoons really don't tend to be very good except for the Scooby-Doo live-action movies. They made that the exception to the rule, and I kind of really agree with that. Like, I, what do I, you I, think, I like Eddie? I Scooby-Doo live-action movies, actually, but I haven't seen them since I was a kid, so I, it could just be because I was a kid and I didn't know. That's true. You know, I haven't either, so, you know. that <laughs> Might be nostalgia getting there, huh? Dude, I think so. Dude, let's see. I realize I'm going so far from what I told you I was going to talk about. So I'm sorry about that, Eddie, but you dude, know, no, it's a good <laughs> man. You can talk about whatever. Yeah. Okay. So dude, I think, think we're doing good. Let's talk about your live stream though. A little bit. It's like, how'd you sure. get started in that? Was it completely that Snapchat poll you put out? Or... <laughs> no, it wasn't completely <laughs> that. I mean, uh, I've been thinking about maybe starting to create some sort of content for a while, just because I've watched uh, an ungodly amount of YouTube and stuff just so I was like, oh, I could probably do this, make some interesting content. And then uh, my girlfriend, Lindsay, was like, yo, we should start streaming. And then that was like just the one, one last straw. I was like, all right, I'm buying a camera and a mic tonight. And then we're going to start streaming this weekend. <laughs> all right, here we go. And so Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So we've done like a few streams together uh, where we'll both play like Overwatch or something. And uh, but yeah, it's mostly just it's just fun, you know. Seeing some of your friends come in, say hi while you're playing the game. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. No, that's very cool. Do the comments get like distracting as you're playing or no? Is it is it just are you No, it's not distracting. I I I'm focused more on the chat than the the game really, because I I'm more interested in the interaction than That's the, awesome. Game. Unless it's like I don't know, maybe if I was in a tournament for a game one day, right. maybe I care about it more then, but yeah, no, it's all about the people, Eddie. Always all about, about the people. Out. Yeah, it's all about the hangout. <laughs> Dude, exactly. So what was the learning curve to live streaming? Was it pretty quick or what do you I think? I just watched videos for a week <laughs> straight and then I can do it. <laughs> Dude, there you go. I, I can like do it at the very minimum level, but I can no. do it. 
I got you. Do you use uh, Streamlabs OBS? Or... I just use normal OBS. I'm pretty sure it's different. Yeah. Uh, straight up OBS. Yeah, I downloaded like both of them within the last day. I downloaded OBS first, and then I realized it just like looked a little boring. And I saw like something for Streamlabs, and it had such a nice user interface, dude. Like, yeah. I think this Streamlabs is just me geeking out, but yeah, yeah. So I went to that one. I should probably delete the first one from my computer because they're probably taking up <laughs> decent amount of room. Yeah, it's probably pretty big. Yeah, but you know, it's it's pretty snazzy. Not that we're live streaming. I feel like that would be a little more like stressful so i like just having this nice recording i can edit in all the nice laugh tracks later just kidding we're <laughs> oh that would be cool man <laughs> yeah no eddie I, I was thinking about something the other day so laugh tracks are so common that we like barely even notice it but it would be so weird if you added in anything else like imagine watching like a sad scene in a movie and they just put someone weeping <laughs> in the background not a oh character just the sound of someone crying in the background of a sad scene in a movie i've never thought about it that way that's that'd be terrible <laughs> it only works with laughter dude i think so because i was trying to think of a horror movie if like you'd it would have to be the character screaming if you just had like a random scream that wasn't part of the plot just in the background like at a scary part of the movie that would also be like super bad yeah that would be that'd be like that'd be pretty cringy like yeah. gimmicky you know but something i'd respect laugh tracks what do you say for some reason it just works with yeah. laugh tracks. i, I think we're just so conditioned to laugh tracks yeah, something i'd respect though is if like in a documentary or something or in any actual like movie or anything, if there was a boring scene and they just put a track of someone snoring in the background, like being so self-aware, dude, I would love that. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, so, dude, laugh tracks are, are pretty solid. So I might add in a couple just to be nice and cheesy because in Floodlandia, we have to be a little yeah. cheesy sometimes. Sure. Also, for... All you listeners, this was going to be called the Floodcast, but I looked it up. There's some political podcast already called that, so they stole my last name from me. So it's okay, we're fine. So it's a, that's such a you've got such a great name, Jack. Jack Flood. I feel like that name is just so good. I don't know something about it sounds like like superstar. You know what ah, I'm saying? Thank you, Eddie. I appreciate it. There was a Jack girl. <laughs> There was a girl in high school that thought that was a nickname. She was like, that can't be his real name, can it? And uh, then she found out it was, and she looked me dead in the eye. She was like, okay, so you know you have to be a weatherman, right? And I was like, you know, that that wasn't really in the plan. I'll, I'll see if it works out later down the line, but I don't think that's the goal here. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking, like, I don't know. It's definitely some, that's a name for someone who could be, like, the best at something, you know? You're going to be the best at something. Ah, okay. Thanks, Eddie. <laughs> Hopefully this is a self-fulfilling prophecy now. I will be oh, the best no. because of this conversation. Yes, let's 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 make it happen, dude. dude there let's we go. With this being the first episode, I feel like I should give the backstory of Floodlandia. So this goes back to 11th grade, Eddie. Wild times in my life. So I was in um, English class, and we had these journals that we had a answer a prompt every day and the teacher sometimes would have us read our answers out loud so basically one day i think the question was if you could do anything what would it be 
And like some of the answers that like kids were given was like winning the volleyball game or whatever, stuff like that. It's like, dude, this is so inside the box. So when it came to me, I said I'd start my own sovereign nation state in Norway, I think, in the wilderness <laughs> of Norway. And my teacher just looked at me. She's like, Jack, have you ever been to Norway? I was like, no, nah, I've seen pictures and it seems pretty dope, though. And she's like, you know, I, I can't disagree there. Like, uh, Norway is the one with the like fjords and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she was like, yeah, the fjords are pretty cool. She's like, Jack, what would you name this place? in your nation state in Norway. And I just looked her dead in the eyes and said, Floodlandia. And she, I think she approved. Wow. What, an, what a great like origin story. Dude, thank you. I, I try. So it might not ever be a nation state that seceded from Norway, but it's a pretty solid podcast. Oh, I'd say so. <laughs> Dude, thank you. So yeah, now you know where Floodlandia came from. It wasn't just something I pulled out of nowhere. It kind of was. It was pulled out of nowhere at one point, but now it has a meaning in life. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Dude, exactly. So oh, I almost forgot, Eddie. For everyone listening, Eddie is not only a big fan of the metal music genre, but he is also a banjo player. I am. I so am a banjo player. I <laughs> think we need to talk about that a little bit. You know, what got you into banjo? Basically, uh, my my four best friends from home all pitched in together and bought me a banjo for my, like, birthday one year. Oh, wow. And, and this is, with that same group of friends, uh, like, months and months before that, we would go to Guitar Center together, and I, I'd always touch the banjo and just be like, oh, dude, I would rip this banjo if I had one. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know how to play it, but, oh. And then like a few months later they got me a banjo for my birthday i'm like wow all right i have to get into banjo music now so i go and i find that the best banjo player ever to live was named earl scruggs oh yeah he developed style uh three finger banjo playing style called scruggs style and that's kind of what i tried to learn and am trying to learn uh but yeah he's just got a god he is so good at banjo and then i also found this uh the best banjo player alive is named bell fleck bell fleck and that's a cool name fleck, yep and he he and his wife abigail washburn have a uh a duet type thing where it's just two banjos and then uh her singing so it's like that that out and that stuff is is the good stuff oh wow dude i'll have to check it out i don't think i've ever heard two banjos in one song but oh, that sounds kind of magical here. There's two different ways to play the banjo, like, uh, basically, like, there's two different styles that people generally play, and yeah. it's claw hammer and then the, the scrug style, and they, they each play a different style, so it's both of the styles together, and it's pretty weird, but it's it's nice. Oh, dude, that's awesome. You know, I didn't think banjo and banjo would be such an odd combination, but it, it this is blowing my mind. Dude, I was When I was like, two banjos, that's it? <laughs> Let's go, baby. This is my thing, dude. Dude, absolutely. You know, I think that needs to make a real uh, introduction into pop music. Dude, I was listening to some uh, metal playthrough. It was some song. It was mostly just metal guitar. But then this dude comes in playing a saxophone. Like... Ooh like this sort of smooth jazz sort of thing eddie it worked absolutely perfectly with the metal guitar oh, yeah. like sound. yeah i'll have to send that your way 
later. It was a nice looking saxophone too. I think like the little buttons or whatever you press had like a kind of sort of pearl look to them. Like that was an expensive saxophone. Wow. That, yeah. Saxophone metal sounds right up my alley. So if you dude, find that again, send it my way for sure. Dude, absolutely. But so who do you listen to uh, besides those two people for bluegrass? Do you listen to Tyler Childers at all? He's been... I don't really know anyone else. I just like listen to the both of them and that's it. But uh, I'm willing to expand. Dude, sounds good. I'll send you Tyler Childers. He's he's a wild dude kind of getting into the country scene. He's making it slightly mainstream, but not really. Dude, there's some Americana awards like a few years ago that he got like an award for. And he got up there on stage to accept the award. He was like, you know... As a country musician, I don't think Americana is any part of anything. And I think it takes away from the issues that this genre is currently in. Talking about all the crap on, like, the radio now, like, all the, like, pop country. He was like, calling me Americana is part of the problem, not the solution. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So I think that's so iconic. Like, showing up at that Americana Awards and basically trashing the entire awards thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He released, like, a new album, like, last night or, like, this morning at, like, 12 a.m. I think that's normally when they release new music. But I thought it was going to be new songs, but it was, like, covers of old fiddle standards because he just started learning fiddle, like, over quarantine. So he was like, you know, let me just release a fiddle album. I, I need to I need to meet a fiddler so that we can jam because banjo plus fiddle is so Dude, that's good. magical. Maybe it's add magical. in a heavy metal guitar and a saxophone and... That'd be unreal, dude. That would be nuts. That would be nuts. Yeah, dude. I love, like, the emo bands that have, like, a brass section, like, or even just one person that plays brass. Like, I know you're not a big Front Bottoms fan, but sometimes they'll put, like, a trumpet in there. Dude, it adds so much to the sound. I do like the trumpet. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I wish there... I'm not big into Front Bottoms, but I respect, though. Yeah. Dude, absolutely. It's weird. Like, they're not pop punk at all, but... Most of the people I know that listen to pop punk also love the front bottoms. It's Weird. like they're kind of in the scene, but like not really. Yes, yeah, that's, that's weird how some bands are like that. Like this, you know, four years strong. Yeah, you know absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my friend was telling me, my neighbor, uh, he goes to all their all their shows. Like the people that go to their shows are like, like four years strong is like the the lightest music they will go like everything that isn't them is like way heavier you know what i mean does that make oh, sense oh wow yeah no like, that makes a ton of that's sense the lightest like they'll go and i'm like wow that's weird yeah. <laughs> yeah have you ever heard of the band this wildlife no i haven't so they they used to be like both the guys in the band used to be in like hardcore bands but then they started this kind of real like acoustic-y sort of band and they just play the acoustic stage at like warp tour like I think multiple years. So like they're also part of like the scene, but they play totally different music than like literally everything else there. But like it's good to have like a resident act to be on like the acoustic stage at Warp Toy for sure. Yeah, definitely. That definitely helps. But dude, I'm also a little heartbroken that I never went to Warp Tour before it like stopped being a thing. Oh, you never went, bro. Nah, dude, have you gone? Yeah, I've gone twice. Dude, that's awesome. Great times. Great times. That was when I was right, just getting into all the bands, and there's so many bands that I discovered from Warped Tour that I still listen to today. It's like, oh, so dude, good. that's awesome! Like, what bands? Uh, Ocean's Eight, Alaska. Oh uh, yeah, Different 
King. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance. You might like them. Yeah, dude. I could never get into them. I don't know. Dance Gavin Dance and Chunk. No Captain Chunk. I like Chunk. (laughs) I love Chunk, man. I'm just getting into Chunk. I forget what it was, but I used to like jam out to a couple of their acoustic songs. But mm-hmm. Chunk is a wild band. It's like I love them. I don't even know if they're that close to Dance Gavin Dance, but I think they're both names that just have like a human's name in the middle of the band name. So like I I think of them <laughs> as like basically the same thing. <laughs> I like how your mind organizes those two bands together. Dude, exactly. I don't think there's any other bands that really go into that category either. I think it's yeah. just those two. <laughs> but yeah, I guess they've kind of replaced uh, Warp Tour with something called Sad Summer Fest or something. Which I haven't heard of this. Yeah, I think they had one two summers ago. They probably would have had it this summer if like COVID didn't happen. But, like, yeah, it's hard to have, like, a big emo festival <laughs> during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the two summers ago, I almost went, but, like, I couldn't figure out the logistics. We're going to play at the Palladium Outdoors, which I think we talked about that, like, two years ago. That couldn't believe that's a real thing. Yeah, I guess it is, dude. I, I've talked to people now, and they're like, yeah, Palladium Outdoors. Pretty fun. I was like, wow. Yeah, I didn't dude, even so... know it existed. <laughs> existed. Ooh. Yeah, no, so, you know, I guess it does. I think it's just the parking lot between them and, like, the bank or something. Yeah, it's just the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) But it's pretty wild, you know, so maybe Sad Summer Fest will make a comeback. But, Eddie, a problem I've been seeing, which I'll probably get into on other podcasts or other episodes of podcasts, too, because this is a big issue for me. But, like, all the good emo bands are, like, growing up, and it sucks. They sound, like, bad now. It does suck. They're all becoming less edgy and... That's just not what we need. Dude, honestly, and I feel like part of the thing when like all these bands start out is like the teenage angst. It's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of there's an energy to it. But then when they become 35, the energy gets taken away and it's just them being sad. Yeah, which... like they have kids now. Like, I don't know. You can't be edgy when you have kids, you know? Yeah, dude, it's, it's too bad. But, you know, I think... I'm pretty sure Slash from uh, Guns N' Roses has kids, but I feel like that man's always been edgy. So, so he knows how to do it. These pop punk bands need to take a... Yeah, I think the younger generation needs to step up and create some something edgier than what we think is edgy. Dude, I think so. We need something. You know? Yeah. Dude, I'm not sure. I feel like there's some, like, these days, there's some, like, kind of electronic sort of, like, rapper stuff that I feel like is kind of taking a lot of the kids that would have been like scene kids in like 2007 for sure the, the like sad boy rap or sc- the screaming rap type like. yeah dude exactly so dude they're, they're taking the kids away from the scene eddie i don't know how i feel about this i know we're getting smaller we're getting smaller i don't like it <laughs> no nah, dude really but i don't know if you heard machine gun kelly is like basically pop punk now yeah like, dude i saw that i was that made me really excited actually Dude, it, it really made me hype, too. Like, he's playing with Travis Barker, like, the drummer from Blink-182. Yeah, that's awesome. And honestly, like, I'm just going to say it. Like, 2020, Machine Gun Kelly sounds more like Blink than Blink-182 does. Like, yeah, the, the, music, yeah, yeah. the music that Blink releases these days doesn't even sound like Blink anymore. And, yeah. you know, I don't know how much you know about Blink-182, but uh, Tom DeLonge was one of the lead singers. So 
basically it was uh I think he played lead guitar and vocals and Mark Hoppus or Hopus, I always forget how to pronounce it. I think he was bass and he'd also do lead vocals. So they kind of took turns and Travis was on drums. Then Tom left and I think Tom did a lot of the songwriting. So they brought in Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio, which I don't know how familiar you are with Alkaline Trio, but dude, over my head. I yeah, have no idea. dude, I feel like you'd love them. They're just like a really good, like kind of punk rock band from like the two thousands, and okay. uh, so that could have turned out fantastic. Like I love like Matt Skiba's like songwriting and stuff so much, but then when he got with Blink, it just just went downhill. They got all like electronic and stuff, and it really mm-hmm. didn't work out too well for them. I think what I saw online, they're kind of phasing. Skiba out of the band <laughs> like really like, yeah they, like, <laughs> they they like were a feature on someone else's song but like so it was only uh mark and travis on the feature though like matt Skiba was nowhere to be found and like i oh, think in one weird. of their music videos he also just wasn't there so <laughs> they're really just like pushing him out but i'm happy that travis is making that sort of music again even if it is with machine gun kelly who honestly i've always liked mgk like i feel like he's a really polarizing figure like i feel like a lot mm-hmm. of people didn't even care one way or the other till like eminem just did that diss track about him right right but um basically this is some solid pop punk like i think it's the best yeah, stuff to... some of his new stuff it's, it sounds really good yeah dude i I'm think really yeah tickets for my downfall like the full album i think it's coming out like next week like september 25th i'm pretty sure so everyone keep an eye out for that but, checking on. yeah so i feel like he's really the only one that's kind of keeping that sort of music alive but mm-hmm. honestly i'm kind of giving hate for like these bands growing up but on the other side of the spectrum newfound glory has made the same album since the 90s i feel like like <laughs> i think every newfound glory album sounds exactly the same so i haven't really listened to any of it cuz like i already know what this album's going to be without even listening so there must be some like in between area where you're not doing the newfound glory thing but you're also not being like soupy from the wonder years and losing your like the upsize energy like Dude, that's one of my favorite albums of all time because he's like, it's so sad. Like, he's sad and like struggling, but like, there's so much energy to it. And, dude, one of the lines in that album was, I don't think I love anything the way that some people love Morrissey. Who, I don't know if you're familiar with Morrissey, but he's the lead singer from The Smiths. And I just uh, thought that was such a wild line. It's like, dude, I just, wild. I don't love anything the way some people just love this lead singer of that band. Yeah. <laughs> he's just got some like wild lines like that too. Like Soupy knows what's up, but now Soupy is just sad. I'm sorry, Soupy. Soupy, That's... feel better. We're here for you, Soupy. We are here for you, Soupy. Yeah, dude, I feel like that would be an awesome concert to see. If they played like a 10 year anniversary of the Upsides, that'd be so yeah. solid. But what was the best concert you've ever seen, Eddie? The best concert I've ever seen? Uh, it might have been seeing Killswitch Engage. They oh, are yeah. there, something else live. As much as I love ABR and I've seen them a few times, just Killswitch is just so good live. Dude, it was that's them. unreal. Uh, I forget who else was there, really. They were, the only, they were the only people I was there for, so. 
Yeah, were they so, the main act or were they opening? Yeah, yeah they were headlining. Mm-hmm. Dude, there we go. One of my cousins sometimes will go to see a band that she likes as like the opener, and then he'll just leave before the actual band comes on. Come on, stay for the other <laughs> band. Like, no, nah, she uh, can't waste her time with the lead band. It's it's too well uh, known for her. <laughs> just uh, kidding. It depends on the band. If she like likes the band or doesn't have a problem with it, she'll usually stay. But there's some she's just like. I'd rather not be there than be there and listen to that band, which I respect. If I don't know them, I'd want to stay. Like, I want to f- discover this band. Yeah, like, dude, I agree. Yeah, dude, my favorite concert is probably Mayday Parade. I saw them doing a 10-year anniversary of A Lesson in Romantics, which I don't know if you're familiar with that album, Eddie, but that is my all-time favorite album. You know, uh, The Upsides by The Wonder Years is number two. But A Lesson in Romantics is absolutely number one. And that was such a solid concert. I went with a couple of my cousins, and my cousin's girlfriend was there, too. And like, halfway through the concert, dude, I was singing along to literally every word. And my cousin's girlfriend looks at me. She's like, you know these songs? I was like, yes, I know every single song they played. These are my songs. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) But there was another concert I went to with my cousin that... She's the one that'll sometimes leave the concert early if she just, like, doesn't want to see the main act. But we saw this guy, Stephen Kellogg, that uh, I think she found out about him because back in the day, she was a big fan of Hanson. Uh, They were, like, a 90s boy band. I think they did, like, Mbop or something. Like, I don't know. (laughs) It was before our time. But I think Stephen Kellogg opened for them, and she started really liking his music. So now, like, probably... 15 years later she's still like seeing him in concert and i went with i went with her and it was a unitarian church slash coffee shop in marblehead where he's not a religious singer at all but they just have folk music every friday night so he was playing there right yeah we were probably like the second pew from the stage eddie (laughs) yes we were actually sitting in pews yeah dude it was it was a cool concert like you can really like experience the music when you're the second pew from the stage. You really can. Yeah, you can really feel the all the cabs just blowing it, all the sound right in your face. <laughs> dude, absolutely. The opening act was this dude Anthony Diamato, who was this like folk singer in like skinny jeans. Like he was really like kind of what you expect as like a kind of urban like singer songwriter sort of dude. But uh, dude, the last song he played. He was playing acoustic guitar while playing harmonica. I don't know if you've seen like the little harmonica necklaces they have. That's like the little shelf. Yeah, dude, those are unreal. So the end of the song, he was just playing acoustic guitar so fast while playing harmonica back and forth so fast. He was like jumping slash convulsing on stage. It was one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen, Eddie. (laughs) Dude, entertaining at the very least. Dude, absolutely. But uh, when... Stephen Kellogg was on. He was trying to talk to the audience and stuff. And uh, he was like, you know, this song is about kind of just life and stuff. And no one or most people aren't really exactly where they thought they'd be. Is anyone here doing like exactly what they always wanted to do? And then one guy like raises his hand is like, yes, I am. I'm writing a book and it's fantastic. I'm living my best life. He was like, okay good for you okay back to the show (laughs) it was such like a 
kind of like, dude, you're sharing too much right now. But... Yeah, like wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> yeah, I love audience participation sometimes, though. But back at that Mayday Parade concert, Knuckle Puck was opening for them. And Knuckle Puck <laughs> is another solid band, like one of my favorites. And uh, I think there was some girl in the audience just like swinging in the mosh pit. And so the lead singer just called her out. He's like, dude, we're here for a good time. We're not here for you to just beat up people. So if you're going to be like that, just leave. I was like, ah, oh, dude, there we go. I feel like some of these, like, I know they're not even really hardcore, but I feel like some of these, like, kind of heavier bands get, like, a bad name and people think they're just, like, mosh pits and all, like, kind of mm -hmm. anger and stuff. I'm like, no, dude, they're just trying to have a good time. They kick those people out. Like, okay, there we go, Knuckle Puck. You're giving a good name for the rest of us. Yeah, that uh th that type of thing is kind of specific to each band like each band's fans can be uh like some one band's fans can be fine and it's just push pits and like you guys are just hanging out everyone's helping each other up but then you can go to another band and then they're like actively trying to hurt each other yeah it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's just so it's so band specific such a band specific type of thing i think yeah how's august burns red they're good they're just uh people are still going hard but like you, you'll get helped up everyone's just trying to have a good time yelling the lyrics to each Dude, other you know that's awesome do you know the band the menzingers at all the menzingers i do not yeah okay they're they're more like a 2010 sort of like uh punk rock band kind of in the same sphere a little bit as gaslight anthem but not a ton i'm sorry i'm naming so many random bands <laughs> but cool. uh i was looking at like a video of them playing live like from probably the mid 2010s i was like all these dudes are like at least 30 if not 35 and it was such like a wild dynamic i was like they're all dads probably but like that somehow makes it even better even though it is like pretty rocking music i just love having these like dads on stage yeah like, dude yeah dude no dad music should be its own genre i really oh, think dad so rock. there's dad rock is there <laughs> Yeah, there's Dad Rock. I think Breaking Benjamin is Dad Rock. Oh, okay. Dude, I can see it. I can see it for sure. Yeah. Dude, I don't uh, know if that's the official genre name or whatever. Yeah. Whoever it decides these things, but. Dude, I can see it. Do you know the genre Midwest Emo? No, but it's yeah. by, I assume it's Emo from the Midwest. Yeah, dude, exactly. I think, I don't know if modern baseball counts, but I feel like a lot of the bands sound like modern baseball. I feel like okay. they were from Philly, so I don't think that's Midwest. I don't know my geography that well, but I think I know it enough to know that yeah. Philadelphia is not in the middle of the U.S. But yep. it's such, like, a specific genre of, like, emo combined with, like, math rock. And it's, like, oh. it's cool. I like it, but I feel like um, to be in that genre, your singer has to have a bad voice, which is kind of problematic. <laughs> that kind of is problematic, yeah. Yeah, it just... I, I they're kind of just like whining where the thing is like our lead singer is not very good yeah that's kind of the thing yeah i think I the think. first time i mentioned the front bottoms to you you were like aren't they the band where just their lead singer is not good <laughs> yeah i'm sorry if i insulted you <laughs> that is one band where i go in between thinking they're horrible and the most genius thing to cover ever come out of the universe all so, right <laughs> so it's like i have to be in like the emotional state to like understand what the yeah, front bottoms that. are doing yeah. but uh sometimes he'll just like kind of whine about stuff but like it is perfect it's exactly what my soul needs in the moment mm -hmm. but yeah, um 
definitely a feel. Yeah, their new music is a little different. I feel like I'm saying that about every single band. I want them to release another album like Talon of the Hawk. That was classic front bottoms. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Eddie, are you like writing any music at this point? I No, I've seen videos of you in like your apartment basement or something playing music with some dudes. Is that covers? Or are you guys writing too? Uh, we I think together we've learned like, uh, so it's me. I got me, my my three roommates. Uh, one of which is has just started learning guitar like three months ago. One of them oh, wow. started playing bass a little under a year ago, and then the f- the fourth person would would be Nick, who is his, he's been playing for like five years. He's classically trained on the cello. Oh wow, Dude, that's awesome. Is he so, playing cello in the songs you guys do? No, but he did just bring his cello over to the apartment. But Dude, it has to awesome. get like set up uh, again because it's been oh, sitting for so long. That makes but, sense. Uh, as far as writing goes, uh, it's just like we got two basically beginners, right? So right. we're just writing like easy stuff that we can just like jam to. We low key like have two two songs, but like they're not fully completed. But we have like a few sets of parts that all work together and then we've got another bunch of sets of parts that work together and we just jam them out and once i get i'm gonna get a uh like recording stuff soon so that we can actually get these ideas down so that we can remember them and then work on them more dude that's but awesome i've been making like a makeshift recording studio in my garage like nice this microphone's good help but i also have this like recording arm that i like unscrew the microphone from the holder and then i stick it here I've got the pop filter already, which one of my friends back in the day told me that just so you don't get your spit on the microphone, which always seemed like a weird reason to put it there. But I looked it up and it's actually so the noise doesn't sound like as abrasive, which makes mm-hmm. way more sense than just being a spit guard. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, they actually do help a lot. I don't have one, unfortunately, but one day. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll see how this helps. I'll try to record something without it later and compare them. But yeah, so Eddie, send your stuff my way when you finish it, when you've got the songs done. Oh, I definitely will. You'll be one of the first to know. Dude, awesome. So you playing drums on that stuff, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah. My main instrument is drums for sure. Awesome. Dude, you play a lot though, right? You play uh, guitar too and then also banjo. Wow, dude. Guitar, banjo, drums. Ukulele at all? No, not yet. I do have a synth, though, but I'm not. You have very a good. synth? Yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. I cannot play piano to save my life. It's <laughs> like, I randomly bought it. I've been used it twice. Dude, that's funny. But when you learned the drums, did you take lessons or how was that process? No, yeah, I just, I just learned through YouTube and stuff, basically. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's how just... I learned guitar, too. I feel like if I did lessons, I would not have followed through. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't like having someone telling me what like and having deadlines and like having someone telling me what to do. I like just doing it on my own. Yeah, exactly, dude. You gotta let the passion flow. When the passion's gone, the music's gone. I feel like okay. at the end of the day, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Like my friends from high school that were in like uh, band and stuff. Most of them like don't play anymore, and I think it's because it was such like homework after a while that they just kind of lost the passion for it. Like. Dude, if you can That's... play saxophone, you should be playing saxophone all the time. I wish I knew how to play saxophone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted to play saxophone when I was really young. Oh, yeah. Me, but I, I didn't do it. I should have. Oh, no. Yeah, dude. You know, there's still time, but 
Also, I meant to tell you, because I told my cousin I'd say this as part of it. Also, most of the times I mention my cousin, I'm talking about different cousins, because I have so many, Eddie, that just a lot of them are involved in different ways. Cousin are just tight. No, it's yeah. a bunch of cousins. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm tight with some of my cousins, but there's also just a large number of them. So I had my cousin help me set up yesterday to make sure the recording would work well for today. And uh, she insisted on pretending to be you for a little bit. So we did a run through where she was Eddie. Nice, <laughs> nice. I gave her the main details that you're a big fan of disc golf and uh, heavy metal and banjo. And yep. <laughs> basically it <laughs> yeah now you're a more complex individual than that eddie don't worry but those yeah. are <laughs> video <that's>, games too <laughs> yeah video games too <laughs> so that was kind of the um what's it called like when you don't actually read the book but you just look online before yeah. the pop quiz i was yeah. trying to give her like yeah the the quick version of it so just... yeah she played a fantastic eddie but there's no Eddie like the real Eddie. I gotta uh, just say I'm that. I'm like the real thing. Same, same to you, man. You are uh, one of a kind. Thanks, Eddie. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, dude. I think this is a fantastic first podcast. You know, we've uh, we've been talking yeah, we for a while. Discussion, yeah. So, dude, Eddie, thank you for being on the show. So, dude, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, dude, no I problem. Really guest. I I had a great time, and I'm down to do it again. Dude, awesome. I I think you will be our first repeat guest, Eddie. I think you're going to be in the rotation. I'm in there. (laughs) There we go. Everyone, okay, follow Eddie on Twitch. His uh, name is Shedward, as we talked about before. You know, uh, I have the spelling right here. S-H-E-W. No, that is wrong. If you're typing it (laughs) as I talk, just don't. Backspace, backspace. Backspace two more times. S H E D W R D. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Follow his endeavors. Uh, he streams mostly on the weekend, so peel your eyes for that. Oh, geez. That was a weird way to free- phrase that. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled for new streams. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to start. Now. Peel your eyes, bro. I'm okay, coming pe- through. Okay, everyone. Peel your eyes. Okay. Thanks for listening.